One of the things we like to do at the end of the year as a family is we like to kind of clean everything out, yes. uh, throw away a bunch of stuff, start the new year with better order. Yes, and order is so important in our lives. Yeah, and we have a tendency to get, out like of, our family, we don't know about your family, but our family, we can easily yes. sort of get things out of out order. Out of order. And, and actually, God is a God of order, not a God mm -hmm. of chaos. And order creates freedom in our mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. And so it reminds me of a story about um, Owen's room that we oh, recently yeah. cleaned out. Owen's room. And at the beginning of the school year, he was homeschooled this past semester. And so we, he and I organized his room and got all his books in a place and all his pens and papers and so he could get to everything easy. And then as the year went on... Didn't put things back, kind of got a little lazy, and then too busy. Started eating food in his room. Food in his room, his, all well, this stuff. terrible. And, and in Owen's defense, all of us it a little bit happens like that. to all of us, happens yes. All of us. Yeah. So, um, so I got finally got frustrated enough to go, oh, and we're going to organize your room. I'm going to help you be free of this mess. So you took everything out of so it? took everything <laughs> out, cleaned out his closet, and, and took everything out of his room, and we were cleaning I, out his closet, and I we had, found... Yeah, we found socks. We found all right? the socks all that the socks. have been missing. We lose socks. Like, I don't know what lives. it is, where they end up. Well, I, I learned that they end up in the bottom of Owen's closet. Yeah, that's where they were. And so I, buy, I actually buy the kids <laughs> socks every few months. Like, yes. From like Amazon. it's like it's from and Amazon. It's just they get delivered because <laughs> we can't because we lose them all the time. But there was like twenty pairs of mm -hmm. socks at the bottom of Owen's closet. So anyway, you find things, you clean it all out, yep. and then you put it all back. And, and what happens? Everything fit perfectly and wonderfully. It was organized. Owen was more productive when his room and his life was ordered. And 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 it creates. Some of you have heard. Freedom. Some of you have heard me say this before, but. Order determines capacity. Yes, capacity. A, capacity is such a big idea. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to understand that God has things for you and me that he wants to give us. Yes. But sometimes we're just holding things too tight or we're holding too much of our own stuff or we let things totally get out of order. But order determines the capacity that we have to receive from God. It, it determines the capacity that we have in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that we have the right order of things, making sure that God is first, yes. is what Jesus talked about in Matthew 6, 33. Yeah. If we read it together, Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things mm -hmm. will be given to you as well. God wants to give you things, yes. but we got to have it in the right order or we're in trouble. Here, I, I have an illustration, and you guys, you know, probably seen this before. Um, I've done it a couple of times, but I just think it's good. It's like a, this a good really visual. good visual. And we've got all kinds of stuff in our lives that we love to do. Mm -hmm. You know, this uh, we try to fit it in. And if these rocks represent all the things that we do, you know, we love to hang mm -hmm. out in the city, go to Zilker Park, go yes. to movies. We have our favorite next Netflix original series, yes. The Crown, that we love. Yep. And and. And we start to try to fit everything into the, the family time. We start to fit the date big night. things in. And we start to try to fit date Small nights groups. and different things in. And we can't, Catalyst. it's like we can't fit it all in. And our lives, <laughs> our lives are stressed out because we can't seem to fit it all in. And it, it's a deal in our culture. It is a deal. And the problem is we typically don't 
put things in the right order. I think what Jesus is trying to teach is that we got to put him in first place in our life. And so when, when we put God in that first place, Center. And and we begin to put things around it that are really important. Our family time, mm-hmm. our time with friends who who are part of God's people that'll help us grow. And and when we put in even you know other important things mm-hmm. like exercise and 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 things that are are good for us to do. You know we got we. I love Zilker Park. I want to go hang yeah, out there more. I, I, there's, there's a festival downtown every single weekend. And yes. we should be, we should do those kinds of things. Enjoy but you, life. But you got to put in the most important things first, what God wants you right. to do. Your work is important for sure. All mm-hmm. of us have to work. And if you put it in the right order, something begins to happen. Your happens. life begins to increase in capacity. Yes. Your life begins to show up in a different way, it begins to be revealed because God is enlarging and increasing your ability, your capacity, because you've yeah. put everything in the proper order. In the proper order. Yeah. And I think it's so significant for us to realize that this, this idea, we've even got margin here. I could even fit some more in. Yeah. And, and building margin into our lives is, I think, part of what God mm-hmm. is talking about here in the scriptures. When Jesus says, seek first his kingdom and, and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Now, what are all these things? Well, to understand yeah. that, you got to go to verse 24 and you got to read the entire context because it says, no one can serve two masters. Mm-hmm. You can only serve one. one master. So many of us have made money our master. Right. We don't think we do, but our career tells a different story. Right. Our time away from family tells a different story. Our, our, our priorities in, in terms of the things we have to buy and we want to buy mm-hmm. tell a different story. And so we have to, we can't serve two masters. We've got to have one. Jesus says, either you will hate the one and love the other or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear is not life more important than food and the body more important than clothes. Listen, yeah. I love me some food. I'm me a, too. I'm a, food, I'm a foodie. I'm a food <laughs> fan. But, but I can't put that in the first place in my life. Right. I love shoes. I got more she shoes. Like shoes. I got more, more than shoes me. than you in my closet. <laughs> but I... Cannot let the stuff take over. Yeah. Verse 26 says, Jesus starts to dig down on the way that we think about this. He says, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Think about that. The birds don't do anything to provide for themselves. Right. And yet God provides yeah, for them. Father. He provides for them. He says, are you not more, much more valuable than they? This is a rhetorical question. Of course. Of course you're more, course valuable, you're more valuable than they are. He says, see how the flowers of the field, oh, uh, let's see, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life, verse, no. 20 says, verse 27 says, another rhetorical no, question. you can take away from your life. You can, you, yeah, you can really you can. start taking away from your life mm-hmm. by letting it be dominated by worry, but you yes. can't add anything to your life by it. Verse 28 says, and why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today, and 
tomorrow is thrown into the fire? Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? And he clothes them beautifully. He clothes them beautifully. beautifully. And he wants to clothe us beautifully. Yes. But we have to understand the role of faith as one of our first things. Mm -hmm. He says, verse 31, so do not worry, saying, what should we eat or what should we drink or what should we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, mm -mm. for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Yes, it does. That is a I, profound I, idea, isn't it? Yeah, and I think that verse really has been speaking to me these past few months, and our lives have been just extra busy and extra heavy things added to our lives. And so the Lord, what he's working in me is to just focus on today. Amy, I've given you what you need for mm. today. Don't worry about what it's going to look like, the what ifs, because that's where anxiety comes from. Yep. The what ifs down the road, focus on what, what you need today. And he'll give you what you need for the day. He will. He's faithful. This is really central to our relationship with God. Everything from manna in the Old Testament given to God's yep. people on a daily basis, to Jesus uh, saying, uh, when you pray, I want you to pray about your daily mm -hmm. bread. Like, I want to pray about my monthly bread. I want to pray about my annual bread. That's what I'd right. much prefer. But there's something that Jesus is talking about here. Um, regret kind of is where, where, where yesterday lives, right? The enemy likes to keep you. Like, the enemy wants to keep you thinking about yesterday. He wants to keep you regretful mm -hmm. of things and fixated on things that were mistakes in your life in 2019. Right. But, but on the other side of the equation, worry is about what's coming in 2020. Mm -hmm. Some of you are facing really hard yeah. things in, right now and, and looking into 2020, and you can easily get consumed by worry. Right. And I want to encourage you today that the, the gospel, the central idea of the good news is you have a loving God, a loving Father. You have someone who's looking out right. for you. And if you'll just be present with him today, today, everything changes. If you will let the kingdom of God come to you, because the, the domain of God, the realm of God is the present. It's today. It's today. Be obedient today. Be obedient be today. today. Do what he says today. today. You, don't have to, you don't have to think about right. tomorrow. You do it today. Yep. Don't be fixated on the past. Do it today. And this is what the right order is yes. because when you will let the kingdom of God mm -hmm. provide capacity by, by putting the right order in your life, yep. this changes the way you see life, the way you experience life, the margin you have in your mm -hmm. life. He wants to expand in your life. Yes. He wants to give you more. He does. Put him first. Mm -hmm. And this, I just want you to practice three things. Just three, three things I want you to think about That's as we're turning you. the page from 2019 to 2020. Three ideas mm -hmm. that I want to challenge you with as we look to the new year. Mm -hmm. And so the first one is return to the right order. Just return to the right order. If you're out of order, if you've got all messed yeah. up, if you've got everything wrong, just return to right. the right order. Start putting it in the right place. Now, it, sometimes it takes some time. You've got to dump everything out. You've got to reestablish the order. But you have time to do that during the holiday season. Yeah. And so you return to the right order. And this is called repentance. Love that word. It's a positive word. It People is. think it's a negative word. It's a positive word. It is the restart of yeah. every person's life. It is Suddenly they realize... Suddenly they realize, oh, this isn't right. right. 
This is my way, not God's way. And they turn, and when they turn, that's called repentance. Jesus paid for this, by the way. Jesus offers this, by Mm -hmm. the way. Jesus took our place to suffer the painful effects, the the death of sin, the separation from God. Jesus took care of that. When you get life all screwed up and you mess up everything and it's in the wrong order, Jesus provides for an opportunity to say, today, I'm going to turn the other way. I'm going to turn towards God, and I want you to do that today. Return to the right order. Put God in first place in your life. Yes, and as you're evaluating the past year and things that you might need to change and that you want to do better, you know, it's important to um, remember not to let shame enter into that. Yeah. Um, not to be too hard on yourself, but to to just to be to be accountable mm-hmm. and not to let yourself off the hook, but give yourself compassion. Yeah. And I found a great quote by um, Alex Parnell, posted this on Instagram, and Alex Parnell was the counselor who came and spoke to us. During the Overwhelm mm-hmm. series. Yep. Yeah, it was really a pr- pr- yes. pivotal moment in that series. And he posted this quote by Vienna Ferrone, and I thought it was really good to help us uh, get the right mindset to evaluate our, our lives. And It says, as we reach new levels of awareness, it is common for shame to accompany. Mm. We don't want shame to accompany. Continue to hold both accountability and compassion for yourself as you face former parts of yourself you are no longer willing to keep. Being accountable is different than being too hard on yourself. And having compassion is different than letting yourself off the hook. Mm. So I thought it was just a good way to look at evaluation to make sure you're not going into shame or you're not letting yeah. yourself off the hook, but kind of staying in the middle to be productive. Yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. We're all much harder on ourselves than we should be. Right. And and so so just just respond to the grace of God. Mm-hmm. He's so loving. He's so huge. ready. He's so willing. And you may be in a mess, and you may have to have that mess cleaned up, but God's willing. Yep. He's ready to help you clean things up, yeah. just like Owen's room, just oh, like just you like and Owen's, Owen's room. room. That's God's interested in helping. He making is, that happen. He is. And so the second thing is, first thing is return to the right order. The second thing is, is reevaluate your relationships. Reevaluate the people so that important. you have around you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just get into a rut with some people, or we allow there to be people in our mm-hmm. lives who are influencing us, influencing us in the wrong direction. Some some of you are tempted by an inappropriate relationship mm-hmm. at work. You are, you are allowing a, a friend who's kind of hard on you all the time to influence control your you, life. control mm-hmm. your life. Um, these, are, these, these are really important things to do once a year, right. to reevaluate your friendships. What, what's going to give you life? What kind of people yeah. are going to help you grow? You. What kind of people are going to help you challenge you, but in a healthy way? Right. And, and, and whenever I talk about this, I always, I always hear people thinking about their spouses, you know, like, yeah, I'm tired of my spouse. <laughs> Listen, God put you in a relationship with that spouse, that. not yes. just to make you happy, although I think it is. There can be right. beautiful, wonderful happiness yes. in marriage. He also put you in that relationship to make you holy. And so Happy sometimes you grow. have to reevaluate your marriage relationship and redefine it for the new year. You yes, have to go get good. some counseling. You have to go see somebody. Yeah. Go to, go get some biblical counseling. Yeah. Do something that will help you reorient your relationships and reevaluate mm-hmm. them. And the question really is, who's influencing whom? Right. Are you influencing someone else for good or are they influencing you for bad? Right. And you really need 
both in your life. You need people who are influencing you for the good, not bad people influencing yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. People influence you for the good, but you also you need, need to, to influence somebody the for the good. Yes, the influencer. And so I just, it takes me back to Owen's room again about how I saw that he needed help, went in and helped him to bring order in his life and to help so he could get more done and have more mm -hmm. capacity. And that that's what we're supposed to do in, in relationships. The, in, in the scriptures, the apostle Paul had a young son in the faith named Timothy. And Paul and Timothy had this relationship, and I, I think it's been said, I think it's a good saying, everyone needs a Paul, and everyone needs a Timothy. Mm -hmm. We all gotta receive something from someone, and we all gotta pour out. Yeah. So the question is, are you pouring out to anybody? Are you, are you, are you spending it all on yourself? Are you allowing somebody else to speak into your life? Reevaluate that yep. and really Good. commit. And if you're isolated, listen, take the risk. Go to the yes. small group. Go to the small group. If you're isolated, if you feel like you're just outside, go to church on Sunday. Make that a, a habit for yourself. Yes. Uh, begin to move towards positive people mm -hmm. in your life. And don't, don't let the people that are not good for you remain. Right. That's a good word. So re re uh, return to order, the right order, reevaluate your relationships, and then number three, reset your rhythms. Mm -hmm. Reset your rhythms because we all need rhythm in our life. I think the scriptures teach us that we need a consistent rhythm. Mm -hmm. And the way, um, the way God teaches it is based on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is six days, six days of work, one day of rest. Six and one, six and one, six and one. The way most right. Americans do it is work your tail off for three months and then try to get it all out of your system with a two-week vacation. And then six months working hard and then two-week vacation. That's <laughs> not a work? good rhythm. Mm -mm. It's not a good rhythm. You've got to reset the rhythms in your life. And right. when I think about rhythm, rhythms in my life, I think about music. Because music has this little thing called rests mm -hmm. in it. There's notes and then there's these rests and they're written in the music. And it's really the rests written in the music that define right. the way a note sounds. Yes. It gives definition. The rest is the thing that gives definition and music. clarity, mm -hmm. right? And beauty yes. to the music. Yep. And I think in our lives sometimes if we don't have rests, if we don't have consistent rests, rhythmic rests, mm -hmm then our life becomes a cacophony, a horrible noise and sound that's being made and we can't stand it and it's so dissonant and we, we just need rest in our lives. We've got to make it part yes. of our lives. And so, so that includes exercising, a rhythm of exercise, a yes. rhythm of eating right, a rhythm of spirit, your spiritual life, of prayer, of scripture. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, but it's called the daily Bible reading and the, the one-year Bible. Really? There's lots of plans. And when you read the Bible... Oh once a day, just a little portion of it. You, you don't always understand every bit of it. You don't always like, like get a huge revelation each day, but you get, yes, it's a habit that you're good forming, listening to God's Discipline. voice, yep. hearing God's voice, fellowship with other believers. It, these are important rhythms yes. for your life. That's Amen. why I think church attendance is so significant. So I know it's at an all-time low in American culture, but I think it's important to come and be reminded of who you are and who God is with you. And so yes. as we turn towards this new year, I want you to think about these three things. Return to the right order, reevaluate your relationships, and then begin to reset your rhythms. That's good. And as you might have to dump everything out and put it all back in, but that's okay. 
God will help you. And we're going to, as we start the new year, we're going to help reset some rhythms with something that we do at the beginning of each new season called Seek First. And Seek First is a week where we pray early in the morning. We have prayer available uh, throughout the other times of the day, and we're just thinking about ways to change the schedule. And listen, I I know that sometimes getting up early and going to your one chapel campus to pray, it's just the inconvenience is there. There's often issues with work. You know, you can't quite get to work or school and Mm -hmm. kids. Listen, we understand all that. But I think we all ought to take the opportunity to change the schedule for our lives to lean into God. And we're going to do that during the first full week of January. We launch it January 5th, and it goes all the way to the 12th. Um, And so Monday through Friday, we're going to pray at each One Chapel campus, 6.30 to 7.30, one hour of prayer. And you could come for a half hour and then go on your way. Mm -hmm. I mean, just make an an effort to change your life, to reset your rhythm, lean into God. And then at the end of that week, we're going to do something uh, that we did last year. We're going to do a Friday night, night of worship, and then an all-night yes. prayer meeting. Oh, so, so fun. We, it was so brilliant last year. It really was. Last year, it was, <laughs> it was really enjoyable. And listen, it's, you know, praying a long time or praying all night doesn't make you, um, doesn't earn anything. It, it doesn't make you more spiritual, mm-hmm. right? It's not the act of it. What we're trying to do is allow God to come in and create a hunger, right? right? We're, we're hunger cultivating a hunger for yeah. him by praying, by worshiping, by, by be going beyond our normal schedule and changing mm-hmm. what we're focused on. And we're trying to put him in the first place, but we're not trying to earn his favor. He's already given it yes. that to us. What we want to do is just welcome him into our lives in a new way at the beginning of this year. So put that on your calendar, uh, 6.30 a.m. prayer, and then uh, worship night at One Chapel Austin at 7 p.m. on Friday night, and then an all-night prayer meeting. Consider Mm -hmm. coming for that. There's a new T-shirt in uh, in it for you. And so so in addition, we'll be launching actually a new series January 5th, and it's, it's called How to Pray. A Simple Guide for Normal People. And that's the title of a book by Pete Gregg. And we are so excited about this series. Like, I'm really getting uh, a lot out of just studying for it and getting ready for it. So I want you to prepare for that. And um, and, and so if you want to do something in your life that changes it, you got to do something different. You can't do the same thing. Right. Isn't that the definition of insanity? Of insanity. Doing Doing the the same same thing, thing expecting expecting different different results. And so please, please take this holiday season. Get ready to turn the corner Mm. in the new year. Uh, We've loved spending time with you today. This is a privilege, a pleasure. And thank you for being with us today. And uh, if you want to give in an offering, you can go to onechapel.com and go to giving on the drop-down menu. And we'd love for you to give uh, as an act of worship Mm -hmm. because we're all called to one purpose Mm -hmm. with One Chapel. And I want to remind you that we're still giving you the opportunity till the end of the year, till the 31st, to give in our legacy offering. And our legacy offering just helps us to take a giant step forward uh, with what God's given us in vision Mm -hmm. and and purchase buildings and do things that are important in our community. And so if you want to give to that legacy offering, that's also available at onechapel.com. So thank you for sharing these moments with us. We appreciate it so much. We just want to say a blessing over you. I want to pray for you here as we end. And so, Lord, would you help each one of us? Give us grace, Lord, 
to be able to return to the right order. Lord, would you speak to us about the things in our lives that we need to reevaluate, that we need to discover are in the wrong place. Help us to evaluate our relationships Mm -hmm. and to choose well, to choose uh, in a way that honors you. And Lord, we pray that you would help us reset our rhythms so we could honor you in a consistent way and create capacity for what you want to give us in 2020. And we pray, I pray for every person that they would just have this idea in mind. Seek you first so that you could create more room to give us what you want to give. Lord, instead of holding tightly, we we relinquish control and we open up to you and ask you to do what only you can do in our lives as we look to 2020. And so as a final prayer of blessing, I pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Go in peace.